What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We've got a really great podcast here for you guys. Um, one of our better ones yet. Some great content on just some news and notes from training camp. Some things that uh, we're all watching and, and keeping our eyes out for. And then at the end, we do a little snake draft and pick the games on the Titan schedule we think is most likely to be a win. And we have a little competition that we'll do as the season goes on and keep track of it. And we're going to have a good time uh, with this little snake draft as the season goes on. So um, as you guys get ready and get excited to go on the Super Bowl run with us, uh, we can't wait to do it with you. We're going to try to put out an episode a week in the season. We've heard the noise. We've heard the requests. And yes, we will be doubling our output with our podcast episodes this season, trying to do a recap as well as a preview in the same episode once a week. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. The 2021 NFL season is right around the corner, and we're excited to be with you every step of the way. Um, but like I said, we got a great podcast up for you guys today. And without further ado, please welcome Dirks Bentley. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train All right, here we go. I don't know what episode this is. Football time, baby. It's football time episode. It's nearly preseason time. We have now... Uh, we're recording this on Friday, August 6th, and the first official, well, not official, but the first football game happened last night, the Hall of Fame game. 7.3 million viewers, right? Or 7.6, one of those two. That's I mean, More I'd than say, the NBA Finals. I'd say people are, uh, people are wanting football. Wow. That's what that tells me. NFL is king, um, ladies and gentlemen. Well, yeah, and so we're going to have... Uh, we're going to start out with a little bit of just like quick news. But before that, Pettit has an interesting little fun fact for us. Yeah. So speaking of uh, kind of the NFL being a large business. And full disclosure, I have heard the results to this. Robert has not. So we can ask you this question. We're, we're All right. Robert, Robert Put me on, on the hot spot. spot. Here. Yeah. So the average growth of the league in terms of like valuation, like a team's valuation was 14 percent okay like each team value grew by 14 percent from last year to this year which team do you think had the largest growth percentage and which team do you think Hmm. which this the bottom teams which two teams do you think had the smallest growth percentage? i am gonna go with the largest for the tampa bay buccaneers ding 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 29 percent hey took me a little longer to get that i'm just gonna be honest (laughs) Robert, 29% year over year when they got Tom Brady to now, essentially. Dang. And then the two lowest? The two lowest. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Wrong. Who is it? The Buffalo Bills. They they got worse. (laughs) (laughs) The Cleveland Browns. Well, I think it's just that they didn't go up. Evaluation, the valuation yeah. of their franchise, both of Maybe them. Maybe they're grew, maxed out. Yeah, grew, I think, I think both that's of what them it grew is. at eleven percent. In the Titans, most teams grew at fourteen, almost right on the dot. 
Yeah, so I guess like the Houston Texans and Jags, they were already like pretty Terrible. low as it was. <laughs> I mean, the Titans probably were pretty low. Yeah, we're I, I we're 14. We're very average. Yeah. So this is just if the owner wanted to sell their team, they mm-hmm. would make 14% on their money from what they had at last year. Yep. Correct. Matt, that's not a bad investment. You guys want to buy an NFL team together? <laughs> 14% so year over year? Give me, uh, give me about 20, 30 years. I'll get back to you. All right. And then uh, <laughs> a few other things from in terms of just the NFL's business. The league revenue dropped 20% last year. Okay. Which in COVID. equivalent to $38 million per team. Or $380 million per team. So the, And that's why the salary cap was so much lower, right? And then 20 teams had negative operating income. And the operating income went from $109 million to $7 million. Seven. Single digits. Dang. Triple digits to single uh, digits. I hope those owners had a rainy day fund for <laughs> last year. But with <laughs> all that said, the they I'm signed. I'm sure they're all hurting. <laughs> with all that said, they basically signed a huge contract with media and all that and valuation. Yeah, because the NFL still grew 14% on average, basically meaning that business is still thriving even with operating income going down. And I think, I don't want to talk about this too much, but I, I believe that is why the NFL is a business and that's why they required all their players to be vaccinated. Vaccinated. Honestly, yeah. I t- I, from a business perspective, yeah. it totally makes sense where they're doing yeah, that. Definitely. Like, and with their operating income going down, it, it makes sense. I'm yeah, and for for those that, for those that don't know, the NFL came out very strict pol- uh, policies on vaccinated players. Not well, not vaccinated players. There's definitely a lot more, you know, things that they have to go through in terms of just the guidelines and policies. So you have to wear masks at all times. And right? Ryan Tannehill even said, and they were asking him like first day of training camp. He literally was like, NFL kind of forced my hand into getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, and I will say, so the Titans, though, are in a good spot in terms of vaccinated players, which is good because there was something that came out that if, if you, like, miss a game or, like, potentially delay a game because of COVID, because of an outbreak of an unvaccinated player, you might end up forfeiting. And that goes as a loss against your record, so. NFL is a business, and you can see why that's a business yeah. decision they made. I don't think yeah. they should be forcing people, but I definitely Agreed. don't have why. a problem with the fact that they are. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they got to make up how much per team? $308 million <laughs> per team? $8 million. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, uh, <laughs> if DeAndre Hopkins decides to retire, yeah. he's not going to get vaccinated. They're going <laughs> to say, well, we owed you $12 million, and <laughs> last year we lost 308 Yeah. So... That's funny. Well, that's a that was a great little uh, fun fact uh, that went along with the whole vaccination status. So, um, with that, we're also going to get into um, a few things before we talk. We're going to talk about training camp, and we're going to get into you know storylines of training camp. But before that, we're going to talk about the Colts situation in the last Ooh. you know few weeks. Wah, wah, wah. Carson Wentz last week, I believe, it was last Thursday. He like ended practice with like kind of a hurt foot or something. They found out it was a a bone that came off or some like a there was some sort of bone that was an injury from high school. Yeah. That's just gotten worse and worse. And he's finally gonna get surgery on it. And he's gonna be out five to twelve weeks. A Willis Frank injury. How, and how unfortunate is that? Like he could have just figured that out, you know, three four months ago. I know. And then Quentin Nelson, it came out a few days later. Quentin Nelson, their really good pro, all-pro left guard, who's maybe the best guard in the league, 
has the same exact thing and got the same exact surgery. So he's also 5 to 12 weeks. He said, Carson, I am going to have your back and not let you suffer alone. <laughs> That's We're going to go through this together. Said, Bet. I'll raise you another broken You know what's going to be hilarious if if, is if Colts fans like Quentin Nelson comes back sooner than Carson Wentz, and Colts fans are like, of course, Quentin Nelson, he's our guy, but Carson Wentz is freaking baby. Like, it might make Carson Wentz look bad. So, also, not a good situation for the Colts. The Colts have their left tackle that they signed in free agency, Eric Fisher, recovering from an injury. I think it's an Achilles, Achilles right? Achilles from January. And so. their center, Ryan Kelly, has a bad elbow. He should be back before the season, but he's yeah. he's out. I don't, I don't know if he hyperextended it or what, but the Colts, the Colts O-line is not looking too hot right now. Which we play the Colts week three and week eight, so we might hit all of those injuries in terms of them all being hurt. Yeah. Which I hope they get better and start playing really well in week four. I hope Actually, I don't hope they start playing well at all. But hope they're not, okay not late well. November. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. And with that, I mean – are y'all as worried about the Colts? I mean, their defense is still great. Yeah, it's a just rivalry. Quickly. I'll always be worried about That's any true. rivalry, even the Texans right now. I mean, yeah, you can always go one and one with a team, no point. matter how bad they are. But it's hard to not say that we're the clear-cut favorite in the NFC yeah. South right now. For I mean, sure. if Carson Wentz misses any significant time, their backup is Jacob Eason, yeah. who is much worse as a quarterback. Yeah, supposedly like the day after Carson Wentz got hurt, Jacob Eason was just throwing like pick sixes, just like it was his job, which it's not his job. To throw his pick job sixes. is not to throw <laughs> pick sixes. That is not his job. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, um, a few other things. Uh, I know we signed Luke Stalker. He was a tight end. He was he was with the Falcons the last two years. I guess we'll see. Maybe he's our blocking tight end. But Burks are still our guy. Um, I know we've got Jeff Swaim too. But do you see that Michael Pruitt signed with the 49ers? Oh, I yeah. did not. So he's off off the table yeah, for so. us. Um, and then also, long awaiting uh, coming back from injuries, Caleb Farley and Bud Dupree. Caleb Farley was activated from the non-football injury list at the start of this week, and then Bud Dupree was actually activated from the physically unable to perform PUP list today. So they're back, and they're practicing. Caleb Farley's obviously not doing that much. Bud Dupree probably not that much as well. But I'm really excited to see them out there. Such a quick recovery for Bud Dupree. Oh, yeah. Yes, and based on his social media, his Instagram and Twitter videos, he's been ready for a while. Oh, yeah. They're probably going to slow play him. but Pettit might be – is he your favorite player on the defense? I mean, he, I haven't – I'm not going to lie. He, he had some swag today in practice. I, he had if the I red socks, guess, red sleeve, red gloves. I was like, dang. Pettit, if I were to guess, here's your, here are your three favorite players. All right, let's hear it. Ryan Tannehill, Bud Dupree, and Morgan Cox. <laughs> well, A.J. Brown might be in there, but Morgan Cox is for sure in there. I, I will say Bud Dupree, I so far am thoroughly impressed with him. I didn't think I was going to be, and I think that's why Yeah, I'm so impressed with hearing everything he says. I'm like, what a beast. Also, I was very impressed with Caleb Farley's interview today. Yeah, He basically was just talking about working hard and getting out there. I'm like, he's pumped. gosh, I, maybe it's just refreshing to hear from Isaiah Wilson, but. <laughs> we don't he wants to get out here. The man who we don't speak of. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get out there, definitely. I watched yeah. a video on Twitter of Caleb Farley breaking on a out route and just got all t- 
pants and cringed <laughs> a little bit. Worried like, about it. Worried oh, about his back. Don't yeah. touch anybody. I mean, that's going to, like you said, until we see him, like that first time we see him make a tackle, we're going to be freaked out. I, mean, I think I'm going to be nervous until the end of the season every yeah. time he's out there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, like also, I said, I like my corners with, uh, with healthy backs. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, there's also some news, but we actually will get to that as we go along with these training camp storylines. Um, and so we'll get into them now. I mean, it's been about a week and a half since training camp has started. Uh, it's extremely refreshing seeing, you know, going to Twitter and seeing videos from practice. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. I can literally, I'm going to, I'm going to see a video of Bud Dupree doing karaoke drill and I'm going to bookmark it on my Twitter because I'm going to then look at it later just because I'm so excited. I am so pumped. And so... Doing karaoke. <laughs> doing the karaoke <laughs> drill. Not karaoke singing, like the karaoke drill. You, what, it, you know, stretching, whatever. Uh, but uh, we're going to start at the quarterback position. And we actually signed... Uh, we got rid of Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser. He was competing with Logan Woodside for backup quarterback. We signed Matt Barkley. Are we just going to admit finally that Logan Woodside is going to be our backup quarterback? We might have to, or bring Rusty Smith out of retirement. <laughs> oh, what a name! Let's not. Or Alex Tanny. Or Alex Tanny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I, well, I think at this point, no matter who our backup is, if Tannehill gets hurt, then we're in a world of hurt. Yeah, um, and Tannehill's actually. And we're not making the AFC Championship. If Tannehill gets hurt, we're not making the AFC Championship game. <laughs> Tannehill is he's actually been throwing a lot of interceptions in camp too. And he was known he he said, you know, training camp is the time to experiment things. Are you worried? <laughs> Probably not, but let me start. Let me start. <laughs> <laughs> no. Period. Done. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, I agree. It, who cares? I mean, training camp is training camp. Half the guys aren't practicing like no, not worried at all. You know what he's doing? He's he's getting all of the bad ones out early. No, he's he's he's. Uh, he doesn't have bad ones. Oh, sorry, forgot he was perfect. He is just sending these D backs confidence to the moon. Defensive backs getting those picks in practice. They're ready to go. Their and confidence honestly, is gonna be high. They're feeling good going into games. That's a mark of a true leader. Exactly. Putting your teammates above yourself. Absolutely. Knowing what what the defense needs. <laughs> That's my quarterback. Um, okay, so moving on there, like, I'm, it is refreshing to know, like, going into the year, we've got our quarterback. It's great. What we don't have, though, well, that we don't necessarily know about yet is the kicker position. I mean, my gosh, I feel like this has been a thing ever since Rabel's been the head coach. Last year, we had Steven Guskowski. He would miss kicks here and there. Hall of Fame kicker, probably. Yeah, and he kept missing kicks. So throughout did the offseason, retire. Yeah, so that's the thing. We don't even know. Like he just, we don't. He wasn't really, like it wasn't announced if he was on the team. We didn't really know. I think he lives in Franklin. He like he has a house here. I think so. Like, I mean, well, and he made two point five million dollars in salary last year on a one year deal. So yeah. I think he's technically a free agent right now. But we really need to not pay our kicker $2.5 million. So I think what they're doing is they're trying to – they're bringing in a lot of guys, a lot of, like Sam Ficken, who too, was the Jets kicker many. last year, yeah, and just letting a bunch of young players, young, cheap players, 
duke it out. And if one emerges, great, you save you know probably two million dollars, and you don't have to pay a forty-six or forty-seven-year-old Goskowski. But if if Goskowski comes back, he's gonna he's not gonna play for five hundred thousand dollars a year. He's gonna yeah. pay for you know two point five million again. So I think if it if it goes terribly in camp or you know middle of the season, and we just are as bad as we were as we have been at kicker they may give him a call but i think really they're and i think a lot of a lot of veterans do that where they they know they don't have anything to prove really and they may come at the end of training camp and just bail a team out if they're forced you know, their hands forced because they don't have anybody good that's yeah. true and maybe even into the season i mean that's happened yeah. before too yeah and so we it started off a competition between the undrafted free agent rookie from ohio state blake hobble and he was going against Tucker McCann. We waived Blake Hobble, so then it was Tucker McCann versus, like Robert said, Sam Thicken. Um, he was the Jets kicker last year. That's just a thing to, to keep an eye on. What I mean, happened I, to Sloman? He actually got signed by someone else. He's on someone else's roster right now. I, I heard it I somewhere. I swear if he ends up being good. <laughs> Do you think the doink kick to win the AFC South helped him, or do you think it hurt him in the eyes of the coaches? Uh, I think it. I think it was just a thing where it was like it doesn't matter what he does here. He's literally just stepping in for a game, and that's it. And won the AFC South. He did win us. I the will AFC always South. remember him as. It was amazing. Doinking. We were watching the game together with with yeah. uh, Chris Pritchett. Doinking the the. Then we all got COVID after that. <laughs> that's <fact>. well. <laughs> maybe some of us. I I technically I did not. A lot of people did, right, from that party. I guess it was just me. <laughs> I think. No, I think I think that was the that was a it? super spreader. I actually didn't, but I thought everybody else there did. I thought I was the lucky no, one. No, because Chris and Laura, I think, were the ones that already had it. Yeah. And oh yeah, that they was gave, they, they got it gave from it somewhere it else. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. were not the not the most socially distanced last year in the hey. AFC tight the AFC South championship run. Yeah. It was all right. We had seven people. We won the AFC South. We did it. Six. Um, I would have done it with eight people. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. I don't know. But yeah, Maybe so too many. I mean, that would be hilarious if Slam Sloman or Sam Slam Sloman. Sammy Slow. I think we got our episode. I'm on title. Team Sloman. Slam Sloman. So yeah, Sam Sloman is is on another team, another roster somewhere. Um, but yeah. So do you think that Sam Sloman takes six packs to practice, or he just has them in his locker after practice is over? He six hides them in his car. Natty lights. He hides them in his car. I'll make a bet right now that he misses one field goal kick in this upcoming season. For another team? I don't team even know if he's a starter or not. But I'll That's probably like the most kick. guaranteed thing of all time. But we don't even know if well, you oh, play. Then take, what if he doesn't take, take a kick? kick? Well, I guess oh, if he doesn't take a kick? Yeah, then you win. Then I win. Yeah. So if he misses, if he misses a field goal and doesn't take a kick, I win. Yeah. Yeah. So the only <laughs> way you win is if he makes every one of his field goals. Yeah. No, Pettit. No, no, no. no he just Pettit has to is, miss one. He just has to miss. No, the, but if he doesn't take a field goal, then he's not going to miss one. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, I am going to agree with you and not take that because <laughs> I definitely think he's going to miss a field goal. All right. So we don't have a bet here. Um, well, yeah. So there's our kicking situation. I just want to say one thing. If, if Sam Ficken does end up being our kicker, I am 100% at least five times this year going to say, make the thickened field goal. <laughs> I'm one, that, that's, I can guarantee that right now. That is good humor. <laughs> that, that, is, that is my kind of humor. Pure clean For all fun. you dads out there, JG is well on his way with humor like that. Yeah. Okay, so, then, so now moving on. So, I mean, who knows? 
I it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's up we'll in the see. Air. Tucker McCann is obviously still there, so we'll see. Um, next up, wide receiver position. And I know you're probably like, wait, why are you bringing up the wide receiver position? We have Julio and AJ Brown, like Josh Reynolds. What the heck? So I mean, first off, Julio Jones did go down on an awkward catch earlier this week. He hasn't really been at practice, but I don't think it's necessarily anything to worry about. He's an older player. Vrabel knows how to handle his players with certain injuries and certain, you know, how to handle if they're going to practice or not. So I think we're we're going to be okay with Julio. What was it, an undisclosed leg injury? Yeah. So I think Vrabel was not concerned at all. Yeah, I want to say it's going to be okay. But, I mean, there's we got to figure out how many wide receivers are going to make the roster. It's like a competition for who's going to make the roster. We got Julio, AJ, Josh Reynolds, obviously making the roster. Probably Des Fitzpatrick too, since we drafted him fourth round. Um, they really like him. We've drafted, we've cut worse, higher picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah we much, have much higher picks. <laughs> also, Des Fitzpatrick ran over Amani Hooker in practice. Today. I saw that. Yeah, it's quite that a hit. That was definitely real a quick on Julio. It is real, real quick. Not a great start. Our one concern is durability. And the second day of pads, he's got to go in the training room. All right, it not it might have could even mean been nothing. Like, it might have even been like the first day of pads, or not even. Yeah, pads. could mean completely nothing. He could come out and have two touchdowns and 150 yards receiving week one, and we'll be fine. But I'm just saying, a little bit nerve wracking there. Yeah, I think that's fair, but um, I want to say he's one of those guys that's going to be on and off the injury report, but then plays on Sunday. I hope you're right. So, but with that, so, so these nerves will never go away. <laughs> yeah. Every time Julio is on the field and every time Caleb Farley is on the field, I'm going to be. <laughs> you're going to be a tense man all ball. season long. Maybe every single play. Um, <laughs> if so, they go one on one in practice, I'm just going to have to close my eyes. Yeah. So, <laughs> usually, like, you keep about six receivers on the roster. Last year, we started off, like, our 53 man roster was six receivers. I mean, we've, we've got a good list of receivers here. Nick Westbrook, Akina, Racy McMath, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, Cody Hollister, Cam Batson, Fred Brown, Rashard Davis, Mason Kinsey, and Kalijah Lipscomb. I so heard let's cut the last seven of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I heard some Titans beat writers talking about this, and some of the consensus around the league circles are that we have one of the deepest wide receiver rooms in the NFL. There's up to nine guys who could be labeled as starting caliber wide receivers, oh, which wow. I didn't even realize that some of the guys that were really deep were that highly thought of in the league. So if we cut a couple of these guys, don't be surprised if, or when we cut a couple of these guys, don't be surprised if some of them get picked up by other teams. Yeah. Interesting. And so a, a name that's kind of been doing well in camp is Racy McMath, the, what was it, our Six. seventh, sixth Six. round, yeah, sixth round pick from LSU. And I did say that in the draft episode, I did mention that I said there's no way he'd be good at receiver. I saw one-on-one drills and all that stuff. I will gladly eat my words there if I'm wrong about that. And The tough part been, about if you are wrong, you likely will lose our bet on Marcus Johnson. Yes, that's true. Before we get to that bet about Marcus Johnson, Pettit, did you hear what A.J. Brown said? Did you hear what A.J. Brown said about Racy McMath? Said he could be the next Julio. He right? said it, he he said Racing McMath reminded him a little bit of Julio, but he definitely was he he was like I don't even want to say it. Racing McMath kind of reminds me of Julio <laughs> Jones. Like 
I didn't know that. Yeah. And because well, Derrick he, Henry apparently multiple times has been like sitting on the sideline and gets hype when Racy McMath makes a catch. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge guy, runs like a 4-3 something 40. So he's got the physical tools. It's just that he he's still learning at the receiver position, but he's a really good special teams player. Is he in the mix to be a returner or just like Not a returner, gunner? but like a gunner. Gotcha. Um so right now I see it as I think we might keep 7. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. But well, I remember like, I remember like more a, a lot of those being special teams contributors, have, like returners we, and gunners. And we stuff. have a larger uh, practice squad this year, right? Yes, it's still at sixteen, and usually it's at eight or seven, maybe or something, nine, something like that. So it's still expanding because of COVID. But um, I remember four years ago we kept four wide receivers oh. and five or six tight ends. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like John Robinson's first year. I think it was with uh, Malarkey. Was that Rashard Matthews, Corey Davis? That was when we'd have one wide Taewon receiver in formation yeah. every We were bad <laughs> wide receivers. So definitely a different team. But I think it's probably fair to say that you're right, JG. I think minimum of six. Um, so it's the four that I mentioned. AJ Brown, again. Julio, Josh Reynolds, Des Fitzpatrick. Well, D- Josh Reynolds hasn't practiced. No, he was back today. Okay. Back today. Right. Yeah, he was back today. Um, and then Nick Westbrook-Akina and Racy McMath, would those be your six? I have no idea, but that sounds great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marcus Johnson, though. Yeah, we did, did, we trade, did we trade someone to get him, or did we just pick him up off waivers? I think we, we just, just picked, picked him up, up yeah, okay. off waivers. So he could be an easy cut. But if we had traded like a seventh-round pick to, for him, I would be a little bit skeptical that yeah. we would cut him. But So uh, Robert and I have a bet, $10 that... He will catch. He has to catch over ten catches this year. Marcus yeah, and you Johnson. you are on the I'm over, the over, and I'm on the under. And here's the deal: if he gets cut, then I'm just out of luck. What if he makes ten catches with another team? I think it has to be the Titans. We'll have to go back and read the text threads on yeah, that. But I think you did say the Titans. Um, but there is I'm, an injury clause, I'm, so he could be trending in the wrong direction, and then go on. The, the but the thing is, he could maybe out. he could not make the <laughs> roster, and then say, like Josh Reynolds gets hurt, and we have to add him to the roster, and he ends up like it could happen there, yeah, literally the go. last week of the year. It's a long season, man. We'll see. We'll see in November. One, and one kind of side note, uh, I saw some videos and some photos, and AJ Brown is looking. Has AJ he got Bra- bigger? I think he's got bigger. AJ Brown I mean, is looking scary. dominant. He looks he looks amazing. Like a monster out there. <laughs> I could I could go on for hours about AJ also, Brown. Also, which you know what? Let's just go ahead and do it. We're gonna talk about no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Buckle your seatbelts, boys and girls. <laughs> AJ Brown. AJ Brown. AJ I don't Brown. I also don't be surprised when you see the episode length is three hours long. No, I'm kidding. So one thing that has been swimming around in my head, has Julio gotten skinnier? Then you remember him with the Falcons. I know I it might just be the uniform. I can't decide yeah. if it's the number or the uniform. Yeah, or if Definitely. he's just in a practice jersey. But he looks like he looks like he's lost ten pounds from what I remember Julio looking like. It's hard to tell. I I, I can't really tell. Yeah. I see what Personally. you're saying though, because he during, like at Alabama when he went from Alabama to NFL, the way that the college pads are compared to the NFL. I mean, he looked huge with his pads on in college, and then. NFL looked a lot slicker, so it might be the number or slimmer. It might be two. It just looks it so be. different. I'm still yeah. getting used to it, but we'll hair. we'll see what it looks like come come week one. Yeah. So the wide receiver position just going to be a constant battle. Um, I think that 
the guys that are, you know, the special teams type guys, those are going to be the ones that have kind of advantage over the other. Now, Cam Batson, too. We don't know. So Yeah, is he coaches love Cam Batson. He's like a little slot guy. Yeah. He's always he always gets the hardest worker of the offseason award. I feel like they always talk him up. But yeah. I mean, when you've got nine guys that could potentially make the roster, there's uh not good a lot of room for error. Good problem. A hey, good problem to have. I think I saw something too where it's going to come down to who can separate themselves as the punt returner and kick returner because yeah. obviously we moved on from a Dory Jackson at that yeah, spot. Yeah, so I think kick returner might be Darrington Evans. Oh, so punt returner is Darrington Evans is our backup. Yeah, I would back. love to see him get yeah. some work there. Um, okay, anything anything else you want to say about receivers before we move on? Nope. Uh, here we go, Marcus Johnson. That's all I got to say. Uh, the D-line competition is interesting. Really, it's kind of just who's going to be that second D-lineman. We know Jeffrey Simmons is our guy. Um, Danico Autry, we got him from the Colts uh, in free agency. And then Tyre Tart, undrafted. Uh, I think it's his undrafted free agent. This is his second year, I believe. Yeah. He is turning some heads at camp. Yes. That's the word around the street. And he had a great – he had some plays last year where he flashed and you kind of wanted, you know, on YouTube TV, rewind the tape a little bit and like, who was that guy? And then see his tire tart because he was playing not very many snaps, but seems like he could be working his way into one of the second D linemen – or in the second D line unit. Yeah. Sounds like a good another good problem to have that we definitely did not have last year. So. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's kind of outside of those three guys, though. You know, I got. I know we got Naquan Jones, not Daquan Jones. Naquan Jones, undrafted free agent from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. That's um, a good clarification. Yeah, I think I mentioned him in the you know the rookies podcast where we talked about the draft. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think that we're really gonna have to rely on Jeffrey Simmons to have that huge year this I year. I think it's. I think he's time. With Bud and Harold Landry on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I think it needs to be time. We yeah. need him. Another name to, to remember is Kyle. I don't know if it's Pico or Pecco. Uh, we got him from the Denver Broncos. We signed him just before training camp, and he's he played in, looks like, 13 games over three seasons. Um, and he opted out last year, so should be fresh. Mm, nice. But he's been making plays in camp, too, apparently. So he could be potentially our fourth guy or – our fifth-round draft pick from last year, Laurel Murchison, who I've never oh, really been I that impressed with. I forgot about him, actually. But he's in the mix, too. He's definitely going to be in the mix. So, I mean, we definitely, the defensive line unit, it kind of, ever since Jarrell Casey left, it's not been anything. To me, it's been something that, like, doesn't completely stand out, but it's not something that I see as, it wasn't, like, just terribly devastating. Obviously, the sack numbers, but yeah, so yeah, it did feel like the sack numbers came from the DBs not covering anybody, yeah, yeah, but I don't think there's really anything from the defense last year that you say that, that, that doesn't need to be improved on, <laughs> right. yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's D line, and also, you know, figuring out Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, like Pettit was saying, what's it going to look like with the ends and the outside linebackers, um. But yeah, I think the the main thing here with the D line is Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Tyre Tart, those three guys being the go to D linemen. Um, uh, another thing, the defensive back, uh, like the defensive backs, what it's going to look like. The safeties, we got it. Kevin Byer, Damani Hooker, 
those guys, they're doing well in, in training camp. It's who's going to be the starting cornerbacks. Yeah. And so far, like we said, Caleb Farley's activated. Um, now, Christian Fulton is supposedly having a good camp, and Jack Rabbit Jenkins, he he did get the Titans to change his name officially from Janoris Jenkins to Jack Rabbit Jenkins. That's amazing. Which is kind of cool. So, so all three of them, I mean, can be on the field. So and Elijah Molden as I, well. He's another one oh, to think Elijah about Molden. too. Yeah. Besides them four, I guess the concern is depth more than anything. Yeah. Because it's like all of them can be solid, but it's like you know, like last year, if someone goes down, like if Dory goes out all year. It's like, oh, what do we do after that? So and you I'm not as concerned with how good they are. I mean, I'm going to assume they're all solid, if not better. I'm more concerned about if someone goes down, what's after that? A huge word to the wise here when it comes to reading camp reports and tweets that some of it is just complete bogus. Like <laughs> I remember this time for the last four years, we would get – these videos of one-handed catches by Corey Davis and how he was going to become the next Michael Thomas and how he was poised for a breakout year, and it never happened, right? So a lot of guys flash during camp, and it never comes to fruition. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because one of our depth corners is getting some some tweets that Breon? looks really good. <laughs> And he's not. Is it Breon? <laughs> it's Breon Borders. Breon Borders. If I see another tweet about how he looks like he's got he's got fluid hips and he's <laughs> he's driving down on balls well, I'm like, dude, it's a, a we cannot have Breon Borders playing meaningful snaps for us this year. And we we do have Chris Jackson too, a rookie from last year or two years ago, and uh, also Greg Maben. Those are a couple other names. But it should really be those four, top four guys that you talked about, and. It, some some good notes coming out of camp that you hopefully can trust is things like uh, Jackrabbit Jenkins taking Caleb Farley under his wing and yep. being a mentor for him. You do love that. Yeah. Love to see that. So who are the start – game one, who are the starting three cornerbacks that are going to be on the field? Well, if, if Farley's healthy, he's got to be a starter. You can't spin that first-round pick and talk him up like you have and not put him out there. If he's, if he's healthy, he's a starter. Jackrabbit Jenkins – if he's healthy, he's the, the other starter. And then, really, probably Fulton, but I wouldn't be shocked if Molden took over in the slot. Yeah, or gets a lot of snaps. You know, I'm not sure how they're going to play that. I know Molden can play safety, too, so maybe Imani Hooker rotates down. I think they can get creative with it. But um, if, if Farley's healthy, he's got to be a starter opposite Jenkins. I didn't know Molden could play safety because I was just about to say, what if one of our safeties go down? We don't really have... Anyone back up there, but we'd still have Dane Crookshank. He is someone. Once again, we don't really have anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say the three cornerbacks are going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, and Molden will just come in here. He'll and there still get the probably game. plenty of playing time. Yeah, definitely. So I really feel like our defense could be. There, I think there's the talent the there the <laughs> on our defense to be top 10, but they are. there's also the potential that we could be 32nd in the league just because okay. we're so young. Yeah, I was about to say, it's pretty young defense. So it young. Is. But I feel like I mean, we got Kevin Byard at safety, one of the top safeties in the NFL. There's the talent. He needs to have a bounce back here. He does. He does. But there's the talent there at the corner position for us to have, you know, one of the better 
quarterback duos in the league. I mean, Jackrabbit Jenkins is a really good corner as it is, and if Farley lives up to his expectations, he could be he could definitely be our best a corner. shutdown corner. Yeah. And then obviously Bud Dupree could be one of the best defensive ends in the league. Jeffrey Simmons, it could be one of the best defensive and Rashawn linemen. Weaver could end up being. And yeah, Rashawn Harold, Weaver's a big. Harold Landry's a top. I mean, not yeah. top guy, but like top, top tier. And we all love Jayon Brown, let's Rashawn Evans. It. If we can let's get keep, some, let's keep talking ourselves into. If the we defense. get some average play from Rashawn Evans, <laughs> then you know I could see us having David a real Long. Jayon Brown, your boy David Long. Long. If we, maybe David Long starts over Rashawn Evans. This is why I love. <laughs> I actually would love that. This is why I, I love too. this time of year because we're able to say these kind of things. We haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, we don't know what they were doing in the off season. Hey, every team wins the Super Bowl. We haven't seen. For all I know, everyone in the off season has been working their tail off. And they're going to be a lot better than last and year. And I'm pretty sure nobody else in the NFL is working hard besides the Titans. Come on, dead gummit. <laughs> Preach, baby. Dude, one of my so, favorite quotes was Robert said, I think on our first podcast, every team can win the Super Bowl in the offseason. That's right, baby. <laughs> and we're doing it right now. <laughs> okay, so do you all feel like you have anything else from training camp that you, know, you want to bring up? Um, is there anything that really is like sticking out to you? Um, any last words before we move on to our next segment? The only thing that I haven't seen a lot on is our right tackle competition. Yeah. I guess it's going to be Dylan Radins, right? But it's, or Kendall Lamb. I think it's between them two. Have, have y'all, either of y'all seen anything on how that I saw something going? about Vrabel kind of calling out Dylan Radins and saying he wants him to be more consistent. But he still loves his play. So, which probably is going to be the narrative the entire year for a first round rook or a second round rookie tackle. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the only other thing I wanted to touch on. Anything else, Pat? Nope. All right, but so, we just got to get health. We got to stay healthy through camp. We can't have the Colts situation hit us. I, I don't hate it at all that we sit some of our best players. Like Derrick Henry does not need to take a handoff in training camp or in a preseason game, as far as I'm concerned. Make sure he's healthy and ready to go week one. I agree. Okay, so um, there's kind of the training camp story so far. Now we're going to move on to a fun little segment that's going to be something that we're actually going to keep track of as the year goes on. Um, So we are going to do a snake draft of the Titans schedule. And so it's three of us. Obviously, there's 17 games. That doesn't, you know, uh, that doesn't, that's not divisible by three. So what we're going to do is we're going to take both Texans games out of it. And what we're going to do is we are going to go around and draft the games that we think we are going to win. And throughout the year, if we win it, then you can get, like, you'll get a win on your record. So And whoever loses throws the Super Bowl party at their house with all the food and drinks for all of our friends. Deal. 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 What if we draw? Then you split it. What if we want to host the Super Bowl party? (laughs) Then you got to lose this. And we don't don't (laughs) lose. The The Super Bowl party and a shotgun. You have to pay for the pizza. Pay for the pizza. I like that. Pay for the pizza. You have to pay for the pizza. And maybe a two-liter. And maybe a two-liter. <laughs> maybe a couple beers. And maybe some breadsticks. <laughs> no. Okay, so, yeah, so the, the format is going to be – we actually haven't picked the order yet. Um, how should we do that? 
Why don't we explain what a snake draft is? Yeah, so a snake draft is... While Pettit figures out how we're going to do the order in his head. A snake draft (laughs) is, you know, you pick one, two, three, and then the person who picked last in that round is then first the next round. So if it's going, if the order is Pettit, Robert, me, which is, you know, we're going to do it. Well, Pettit made a motion about how we're going to do it by putting his hand on his stomach and raising it forward, meaning that whoever is the heaviest has to go first. And then he looked at me and laughed. So I'm assuming I, being the heaviest and fattest in the room, gets to go first in the snake draft. Is that fair, Pettit? I guess that was accurate. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I would totally do that. (laughs) So just, okay, so just to clarify, so basically we're going to go around and we are going to pick the games that we think we are going to win. And you want to pick the game that you think we have the best chance of winning. That does make sense. I hope that makes sense. Because <laughs> if not, then you're going to have no idea what we are doing. So we don't want to pick games that we could lose. Correct. Got it. Unless you are that confident and you think we're going to win. So I go first. Robert goes first. Pettit goes second. I'll go third. And I can't pick either of the Texans games, correct? Neither of the Texans games. So we're going to end up How having... How did we decide to go to me and then you? That's still based on weight because I'm a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was not basing that on weight. Uh, JG, I think, would be heavier than Pettit I based think on so an eyeball well. test. I think so as well. Uh, a little bit of. JG, we got to stay off the pizza until the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, probably. Right, we're probably going right. clockwise. All right. So, so, th- so it is Robert, me, Pettit. Is that what we're doing? Let's do it. I'm good with it. I, I, was, I was fine with going last. No, you're good. You're good. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to start off with week four. At the Jets. Give it okay. to me, baby. Good. Okay, so Robert. That's a W. Zach want, Wilson, rookie, I didn't want that one rookie quarterback. Uh, the Jets are always bad. A Corey Davis revenge game, but okay. it's not going to happen because he's not very good. Okay, so hmm, this is tough. I, I, I love the Jets as the first pick. Um, and so we're, gonna, we're all going to have five games. 15 divided by three is five. Good math. Thanks, JG. Um, okay, I'm, I'm and probably going to go. Feel free to follow you along on your own personal schedule at home. Yeah, go ahead and pull it up. Because <laughs> right now, I'm going to take you to week 14 against the Jaguars at home. Here's my explanation. I feel that the Jaguars, maybe by then, you know, Trevor Lawrence might be better. and They might figure a little more stuff out. But I feel like in recent years, if we say we lose to the Jags that first time we play the Jags, we figure it out and just like crush them at home against the Jags. So I'm we going, are really good against the Jags at home. That, going, that was yeah. another one I was eyeing with my first pick. I'm going week 14, I Jags like at pick. home. Derrick Henry has a crazy 80 yard touchdown run. Yep. That's mine. Or two. Or two. All so right. Pettit has two picks right here. Back to back. Back to back. For yeah. you snake draft novices. Yes. Yes. And I am going to go with. The Indianapolis Colts, week three. Good at pick. Home. At home, noon game. Normally I would not pick that, but with the injuries, I feel a little bit better with it. Definitely a little more likely we win that game than the week eight game at Indianapolis. Yes. I'm with you. Um, yeah, so that's my first one. I don't want to predict anything. Maybe the defense steps up because their entire offense is hurt. I like to think that happens. Um, week two, or my second pick. I'm eyeing this Jags game week five. Dude, away, this is a tough schedule to pick. 
I really want to branch out, but every game is pretty intimidating from there on out. So I'm going to snag that Jags game. Week five. Jags game week five. Okay. Away. Yep. It's probably the last, I would say. Sure. Should, yeah. Should be, a, should be a sure thing yeah. win on our schedule. Because remember, the way the NFL does it, if you finish first in your division, then all the other divisions that you're match up, matched up with, you got to play you the team that finished first also. Team. So we yeah. have a harder schedule. I think we have the 13th hardest schedule in the NFL, maybe. I saw that. We're at least we're, to- we're in the top half. So mm. um, it's going to be tough. Dang. And honestly, I meant, to, I meant to look at the schedule before this and see what teams were playing – you know what the, who they were playing the week before we played them and uh forgot to do that i'm going oh man week 15 at the steelers oh wow i'm Love doing it. it i'm doing it because the steelers. i think Bold. by then by then like i think the steelers have a good chance of being not great this year just going to say it i love it why do you think know, that you think big ben's old i just think their offensive line is like is very streaky um, and while their defense is probably going to be pretty good again, I just feel like we can beat the Steelers. Even last year, we we nearly came back and almost – we were a Guskowski missed field goal away from tying it up, and we didn't even play our best game. So it is at the Steelers, which stinks, and I feel like we always kind of pick it up at the end of the year. Um, as I talk about it more and more, I kind of hate that pick. But you know what? We're going with it. <laughs> at Steelers, week 15. No I'm right going for back-to-back here. wins there. I'm I'm banking on the end of the end of the se- season. All right, so now I go back-to-back, right? Correct. Yep. It's almost kind of getting to the point where you don't want to pick. Yep. You want everybody else to go make <laughs> the decisions because uh, it's there's some tough games on here. But I think I know exactly the ones to pick. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> I would hope so. They're your picks. The pick I'm going to make first is Week Ten against the Saints at home. Drew Brees Dang has it. retired. Uh, Michael Thomas is hurt and probably won't be back by then. If he is, he's going to be hobbled. Uh, their number one receiver now that Michael Thomas is hurt, Traquan Smith just got hurt in practice, as did their number two receiver. So we don't know the extent of those injuries, but they could be a very bare cupboard uh, into the season. And, yeah, I like that pick at home. We just got to stop Alvin Kamara somehow. Maybe we just um, – send all 11 guys to stop him and ask Taysom Hill to beat us himself. Um, The other pick that I have been eyeing is the exciting week one home game against the Cardinals. Uh, It's a little bit of a risky pick. Kyler Murray could be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and say that we – I think Vrabel is undefeated in his opening games – in his uh, his first few seasons, um, if we have lost one, it, it might have been in that first year. But we usually win that first game. He's usually really, really prepared. And uh, I just like the energy and excitement of uh, that week one game. So Andrew McCain, Dang. coming for you, baby. Okay, so I'm up next. I'm really glad you didn't take week 12 at the Patriots. I was thinking about that one. I was thinking about that one. But I think Mac Jones is going to be playing by then, which might be... Da, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so I can, I currently have, I think we have a we bye. We got to go on a three-game win streak. We have a bye after the Patriots there before the Jags, which I'm liking week 14 even more now. Yeah. But uh, I'm banking on week 12, 14, and 15, three games in a row. We got to win, so. 
All right. Dang. I guess it's my turn. Everything is looking so dark. Two Leak. picks here, Pettit. Two picks. I think I'm going to take weeks. <laughs> I almost said it. I don't know if I want it. And um, right now we picked eight games, and I would say we're already kind of iffy on, like wins and losses. on those wins and losses. Kind of so scare me about our it schedule. Is. I'm a little bit no, worried. We, we have a hard. Well, think about it. we got two wins with the Texans. We took those out. Uh, that is that true. That is true. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe right. we shouldn't have taken those out with how daunting the schedule is. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'm going to kind of talk this out because I don't know what I'm going to go with here. Hmm. The three games of mine right now. Seahawks week two. I know, I know. Seahawks. I don't trust them. Tough they're to play so over in, in Seattle. And they're normally good at the beginning of the season and bad at the end of the season. So I don't think I'm going to go with that. And I just made that decision right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go week and I'm debating between week 17 and week 16. 49ers and the Dolphins. And I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Week 17, January 2nd, at home. It's going to be a tough battle. Dolphins are good. We're good. I think we'll beat them, though. Could hopefully, it, I mean, it could, be end up, it could end up being like, who's going to make the playoffs? And yeah. hopefully, for your sake, Wait, we that's haven't not already the last locked game, up the AFC South and the game still matters because if it doesn't and the Dolphins are trying to get in the playoffs – Maybe we're resting. Well, all that's of our the guys. second to last week of the season. I think we'll play. I feel good about it. It's good we'll play. see. I feel good about it. Oh, there's a week right. 18 game, right? So you're up against the Texans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's you're true. up next, so you could. So pick yeah, I could. I could again. go for that 49ers game. I also could do a hot take, but I'm not. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go with 49ers December 23rd. That's my birthday. Thursday night football. I just say we, we usually play well. Well, Thursday night football one year we when we play the Jags every yeah, year. Yeah, was, yeah, it's good. Well, we lost to the Jags that one Thursday night football game. So I'll go back to back 49ers, Dolphins. If recent year trends hold true, the 49ers will have all of their players hurt by that point in time. It's but true. they might have Trey Lance, their starting quarterback. But at he'll that be point. hurt again too. So everyone will That's, be hurt. Yeah. Everyone always gets hurt on the 49ers. Okay, so I'm up and I have left week two at the Seahawks, week six at the Bills, week seven. Or Bills at home, Chiefs at home, at Colts, at Rams. I kind of want to use a lifeline here and call someone. <laughs> Who are you going to call? That would have been really fun. <laughs> call me. Call me. Uh, let's see. Take the Chiefs. No, you know what? We're not going to call anyone. We're going to go with your gut. We're going to go with your gut. I want to take at Rams. I want to take that. But Sunday night football, heck no. We never play, play well Sunday night football. I'm taking week eight at the Colts. I'm doing it. All right. In Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. We beat them in Indianapolis last year. That's a tough, tough place I don't believe in Carson Wentz, even not injured. I don't even have a decision left to make. You guys are going to make mine for me. I'm so. doing it. So I, uh, I like to spread out my, my games here. I don't have any back-to-back games, which I like. And I'm going to go off of historical precedents. And by historical, I mean one year ago, where we absolutely <laughs> demolished the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football at home. And we got a repeat of that in week six again. And so I'm going to say the difference this year is all of our players don't go to NBA in practice when they were supposed to be in COVID protocol. <laughs> and it makes us even better for That's the hilarious. Monday Night Football game. So, so you're taking the Bills? I'm taking week six at home, Monday Night Football against the Bills. Um, and then I've got one more. 
And, ooh. All right, so this is what's left. Week two at the Seahawks, which I actually think if that was at home, I would have picked that sooner because I think the Seahawks are a little bit overrated. Um, but at, at Seattle scares me because they've got such a big, loud crowd stadium. And we're going to beat the Cardinals for sure week one because I picked them. And so I don't know if we're going to start out 2-0. and <laughs> um, So it's either the Chiefs at home. We're going 17-0. and but That's true. Either the Chiefs at home or the Rams on Sunday night football. I'm going to go with the Rams on Sunday night football. <laughs> this Chiefs game, aren't I? <laughs> um, they lost Cam Akers. Jalen Ramsey, Taylor Lewan, the rivalry renewed. They're kind of boys, though. Yeah, but they also, they yeah, that they are. They are boys. Maybe that works out to your advantage. Jalen Ramsey's not going to be caring as much. Yeah, because he's these guys' boy at left tackle. That's true. I wonder. Do you think Roger Saffold and Ben Jones can stop Aaron Donald? It's going to be the the this battle of the heavyweights, decide. where you have yeah. one of the one of the best offenses in the NFL, the Titans, against one of the best defenses in the NFL. But you know what? I'm locking it in. We're going Rams. Week nine, Sunday night football, dub for the Titans. And that's my five games. So my five games are week one, Cardinals, week four at the Jets, week six, Bills, week nine at the Rams, week 10, Saints at home. All right. Uh, I'm not taking us against the Chiefs. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk about that because you can. It's available. You try I to, can. You try to propose, but like, we also will be playing agreement? the Bills. Would you like to make a trade? It's also a shorter week. We're playing the Bills. Can we Monday trade our games? I'll <laughs> trade my Colts. Game. No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, let's speak to me. Talk to me. No, no. Uh, no. I'm taking week two at the Seahawks. I just checked. They're playing the Colts week one. Um, so I mean, and it is. It's an afternoon game, which is you know, we usually have noon games. What I, I just don't want to pick against the Chiefs. Um, at home, I know the last time we played the Chiefs at home, we beat them. But Patrick Mahomes is kind of coming off an injury. I'm going week two at the Seahawks. I agree with you, Robert. They might be a little overrated, but at the same time, we might be overrated. So who knows? Looking at the schedule, it's be the battle of the be. Ole Miss, I, uh, battle of the Ole Miss receivers. I have a proposal. Good point. I'm taking the Seahawks. I have a proposal. Seahawks. What? Can I take that we win both Texans games before taking the Chiefs game? No. Negative. What if? Both Texans game, we win by 10-plus on both games. You can take both Texans games plus 25. Plus 25. <laughs> and give us each $10. <laughs> That's bribery. I'm, I, just say, I just say you go with the – you stick with the Chiefs. All right, lock it in. I want, hey, that's, last, what I, so that's actually what I wanted. Last, I wanted that one. Last time the Chiefs came into Nissan Stadium, what happened? We beat them. Yeah, but people forget we were getting took a last second there drive. A it took a blocked field goal at the end, and it took almost their entire O line being hurt. Yeah. Okay. So my my games that I have, I got, and I'll that's say the sec- them. That's their second game they've lost since the besides the Super Bowl. No, sorry, Chargers break. Yeah. Um, lost three I'll games s- in two years. I'll say them in the order I I took them, at home against the Jags, at the Steelers, at the Patriots, at the Colts, at the Seahawks. Wow. I am just now realizing that I picked four away games. Mother trucker. Frick me. (laughs) I got home Colts, away Jags, home 49ers, home Dolphins, and home Chiefs. Home games, baby. Wow. Pettit's got the home games. (laughs) Dead freaking gummit. Okay. Well, uh, 
I'd be buying the pizza, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, so there we go. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, that's going to be something that we're going to keep, you know, keep track of the entire year. Um, we'll kind of, you know, tweet it out, put it on Instagram. We'll, we'll send that out there. Uh, so yeah, I'm Johnny. Hope that was fun. Uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Keep uh, keep looking forward to these Titans playing, baby. I'm ex- I'm excited. Tighten up. Robert, you want to say anything? Until we talk again, which will probably be after a preseason game. We'll have a little bit more data to to share with you guys. And we thank y'all. Good times.